Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome into the PHNX Suns post-game show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a five-star review. Willie Green and the New Orleans Pelicans defeat the Suns 117-102, serving them their 11th loss of the season. Let's have a little bit of group therapy. How are you guys feeling? What are our emotions like right now? I'm okay. Like, you knew they were going to have a bad game eventually. The the the, the cards were stacked against them tonight. They basically had no point guard tonight. And Devin Booker was getting double, triple teamed all game long. I'm surprised uh, that, you know, Monty held on as long as he did in the fourth quarter and kept his starters out there. I was about to lose it. But, uh, listen, you were bound to have a stinker of a game, especially without CP3. You didn't want it to come in game number two. But, again, these guys are still feeling themselves out, trying to figure out whose roles have adjusted and who's supposed to step up and do what. Um, and you can see from game from the last game against OKC until now, things were a little bit different. And it's okay. It, that's all right. We're going to be okay. <sighs> Thank you, Saul. <laughs> I'm feeling like I have stepped in the time machine and went back to 2016 or 2017 where – there was no such thing as a point guard in Phoenix, <laughs> and I do not feel okay with that. I know it's temporary, yeah, but but it's still it, it it still got me shook a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I agree. I understand that. Yes, we were all aware that we were gonna drop some games here in Chris Paul's absence. I get it. I didn't necessarily think we would drop games to teams like the Pelicans, though, and that's not to discredit the Pelicans. I just think that even without Chris Paul, this team should, in theory, be good enough to beat the Pelicans. Yeah, but you're not just playing without Chris Paul. That's the problem. I you're get You're playing it. without Chris Paul, Cam, Campaign, uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Holiday. Like they, they, they're missing more than just Chris Paul. I know everybody wants to focus on Chris Paul, but the depth is the thing that that was going to get us over the hump, and you don't exactly have all your depth there, especially at the guard position. <laughs> So uh, you don't have any of your depth it, there. It's not, like, nothing. So it's it's a little bit more of an anomaly than just that. I it it, it was just. I mean, we paid, we talked about it in pregame. I mean, I I said they were going to lose. Saul felt like after we started talking, I wasn't about mentally it, it prepared like to it. let go yet. I wasn't mentally prepared for an <laughs> ass kicking. I, right? I, I, I felt like it was coming, especially if Brandon Ingram was going to be on point tonight. <sighs> and man, he was on point tonight. He was he was looking really. 
crispy out there. Nobody could stop them, especially in that third quarter when they put up 42. It was insane. Like, and, and, and I think that's the other part of this is like I know we all want to focus on the offensive side, but defensively they were oh, just yeah. awful tonight. Just uh, awful. And there, there's really not too much of an excuse for that when it comes to Chris Paul. Like they should have still been in position – and also the refs kind of bailed out hey now, the Pelicans. Hold, hold on. But, you know, we can't go down sorry, the whole sorry, list, sorry, okay? Sorry, sorry. Slow okay, down. Okay, okay. <laughs> First off, let's go to the bar. Let's get some drinks, and then we'll settle it, and we'll go down that route. Let's go to the bar. Espo, what are we drinking tonight? Uh, the three and no D with uh why does it look like a toilet bowl cleaner? Like, what is going on in that glass? Um, I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> I'm sure if you drink it, it'll put you out of your misery. So there yeah. you go. Jeez. I just want temporary put out of my misery. I mean, well, the sun will be back. Couple, you'll you know? pass out and then you'll wake up tomorrow morning not being able to remember much. You'll be fine. All right. Fine. It'll be real frog. Froggy. Shane said it's Pelicans colors. It's as simple as that. It is That's basically the answer. as simple as that. <laughs> All right. Now that we've got our drinks, let's go ahead and just kind of go down the line. So, Saul, you mentioned some of the things that just kind of seemed to go wrong for the Suns tonight. One of them, of course, being the fact that they just could not get stops. The Pelicans had 31 points in the first quarter and 42 points in the third quarter. Like time and time again tonight, it just was not the defense that we're used to from this Suns team. Yeah, uh, Code JGM in the super chat saying uh, thank you very much. Uh, excuse my language, but get Peyton the duck out of time here. Yeah, that's um, fine. Hey, yeah. we'll take your 1999 with typos or not. Uh, we yeah, appreciate yeah. it. We get what thank you for your super chat. Sorry, Lindsay. What was your question again? Sorry. Um, son's not being able to get stops. Yeah, that was terrible. That was straight up awful. I don't know what was going on. It just seemed like every single time the Suns could score. The Pelicans came back and had one or two more scores. It, it just and the lead just kind of started to slowly trickle away from the Suns. And you, one thing that you need to understand right now, if you're if you're Phoenix, is that you don't have all your weapons in tow. So these games where you kind of you know kind of coasted through the first three quarters and you kind of turn it on in the fourth, you can't do that right now. Like mm -hmm. especially on a night like tonight, unless you think Alfred Payton's going to drop twenty. Also, thank you, Hair. I get to keep it. <laughs> well, I mentally tonight was a mental lapse. Like this was not. They all didn't forget how to play defense. It just felt like the energy w wasn't there. The effort wasn't there. And you know, two thirds of that team defense they play is effort and energy, uh, and they just did not have it tonight. Uh, some of it's probably the back to back, but I also think even they kind of knew. We don't have any of our point guards, right? And and when things started to go bad, it wasn't the oh we got book and and CP three. It was what the hell is going on out here? Yeah, and they were obviously shook by it. Yeah, and also like listen, uh, New Orleans has tremendous length, and you know Booker um, is not a, you know a lengthy dude, and he he can get a shot off. Don't get me wrong, but. It, that's a little bit of an adjustment when four out of the first five that you're facing are six, eight, and, and, and above. And they have, and Brandon Ingram is like freaking Gumby with his arms. They're just so ridiculously wide. Um, and so it changes the game a little bit when, when you're talking about rebounding and, and you have to be more focused on the defensive end uh, in that fashion. Like you have to be able to contest guys at the rim 
And all night long, New Orleans just kept attacking and attacking and attacking, getting bunnies by the basket, getting layups. Like, yeah, they hit a lot of threes, but they were more attacking the glass than anything else, and the Suns just didn't have an answer for it. Well, on the other side, the Pelicans were energetic on defense. I mean, it looked a lot like that Cardinals playoff game where – you know, book was uh, was Kyler Murray, and three guys rushed him and were right in his face the second he c- crashed half court or came across half court. I mean, there wasn't a lot that you can do. It was a brilliant defensive strategy by Willie Green. And again, we talked about him pregame. If there was a guy that was going to understand the weaknesses of everybody that was left on that roster, it was Willie Green who helped build that whole system with Monty. He was going to know how to exploit it as well as anybody, and they did it fantastically. I mean, they did exactly what what I felt like they might do because they kind of showed a little bit of it the first time they matched up with the the Suns. They tried to push and they tried to press a little bit. Monty even brought that up pregame. Like, hey, the last time we played this team, that's exactly what they did. We're probably going to see that more tonight versus not seeing it at all last night against OKC. Absolutely did it, and Mm -hmm. Booker – um, you know, it, it, in the first, I think Devin was better in the second half than he was in the first half. I just felt like he wasn't trusting his teammates enough in the first half. Uh, I think it was five of 14 with 16 points in the first half, you know, a little too many shots for my flavor. Uh, I thought, I felt like he, he could have got more guys involved. Uh, and then going back, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Aiden here in a little bit, but, uh, I just, the point book thing tonight, uh, was not as efficient as effective no. at getting the team involved Despite the fact that he was getting double and triple teamed, but that's also on the rest of his teammates. Like they have to step up. Mikhail Bridges was basically irrelevant in this MIA. game. Outside of he he had six assists, I think, and five rebounds. But scoring wise, and that's what they needed. They needed scoring. And and what the rest of the, this team needs to understand when Booker isn't scoring, or if Booker's getting double or triple teamed. Other guys need to understand, like, I know I'm good at this usually, but there might be other areas that I need to pick it up and and help this team out. And I don't feel like as a whole they did that. And it's not panic button. Let's make no, that clear. No, not even yeah. This is, here's your cracks. Here's your weaknesses, especially when you have this many injuries. It's good to see this because you can work on it and you've got, you know, two months before you head into the playoffs so it can't be exploited. There's nothing wrong with having a night like tonight, as long as it doesn't become multiple nights mm-hmm. in a row like tonight. Yeah, right. for sure. I think we're going to come, we're going to, I don't know, I hope that we get, obviously, uh, Aaron Holiday campaign back sooner than later because I do think that we're going to run into big issues with Devin playing as much as he's playing and carrying the load that he is playing mm-hmm. because he had 37 minutes again tonight and just like the the thing is, he kind of flipped the switch from last night. Last night, he pulled a Chris Paul move, right? Like he facilitated mostly the first three quarters, focused mainly on getting his teammates involved. Tonight, he came out much, much more aggressive in that first quarter. I think he took four shots in the first four minutes. Mm-hmm. And that didn't also that didn't really seem to work out very well. I don't know if it was just what the Pelicans were throwing at the Suns that kind of really shook them. Or if it was also the Suns just being completely out of rhythm. I think it was both. I think it was it was the right kind of defense to try to to try to force what happened tonight, and then the Suns just weren't themselves in part because they played a tough game last night as well. Like it, it's just it was a perfect storm tonight, mm-hmm. and 
look, as, as some people said in the chat, I, it, it's, you know, you got to lose at least one game in a month, right? So here was, t- here was this once. Like, and so, yeah, it was just that perfect storm. Yeah. And I also am worried, like, I, I don't want to be this guy or whatever, but I am worried about Devin. I'm worried about his energy levels if this persists. I'm worried about injuries if this persists. There was a point in time in tonight's game, I think probably three to four minutes before Monty decided to pull all of those guys. But every single person that I saw on Twitter, every single person in this room was like, that's it. Just let let it go. Take your L. Get those guys out of there. Just stop. Well, yeah, you don't want an injury. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's that's the the catastrophic thing that can happen in these. You got to accept you have a six and a half or now six game lead uh, for the best record. You've got some house money. Be okay with if you got to take the L, take the L, keep everybody healthy. The The big thing to me is you need to get Aaron Holiday or campaign back yeah, to start somebody. them so you can put Cam Johnson back on the bench and have somebody uh, who, who could yeah. score a, a bucket that because would, that bench had nobody tonight. That- and that's problematic. That was my fear y- yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I said, who the hell is going to come off this bench? Luckily for them, Aaron Holiday had a pretty decent game. Um, and they were able to maneuver. The, even with just that one extra guy, they were able to maneuver the lineup to where they didn't have, you know, big time drop offs. And uh, but without Aaron Holiday tonight, it was it was super rough. It was not pretty. And, uh, yeah, we're about to find out what Monty yeah, said. Yeah, Gerald is joining us right now from the Footprint Center with updates from Coach Monty Williams. Gerald, how are you? I'm doing all right. How about you guys? Not too bad. We're not as happy, not as uh, chip, chipper over here. But, you know, it happens every once in a while. We'll, we'll take a nail every once in a while for the overall season we've got. How was Monty Williams? What did he have to say? Um, you know, he wasn't too down about the loss. Obviously, it wasn't pretty. And he said it was kind of a deflating feeling to feel like no matter what they were trying all night, they were just fighting kind of an uphill battle. But he did know, you know, this second night of a back to back right out of the all star break. They don't have Chris Paul. They don't have campaign. They don't have Aaron Holiday. Obviously, that's going to be tough. He said he didn't really like what he saw as far as when the Pelicans blitzed Devin Booker and, and got the ball out of his hands, what the Suns were able to do from there a lot of their secondary initiations and, and just the wide open threes that, you know, from the kickouts, they just weren't going down. Um, so it was just kind of a rough night, you know, Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson didn't really have it like they normally do. Cam missed a lot of threes. Mikhail only had like three points heading into the fourth quarter or something like that. So it just wasn't a great night for them. And, um, you know, you got to tip your hat to the Pelicans. They made a lot of tough shots and, and got a lot of 50-50 balls. That's another thing that he said just didn't really break their way tonight. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about this here in a second, uh, but DeAndre Aiden, uh, last night, not a very impressive performance. Tonight, um, he was 4-4 four four in the first half with nine points, but he only had, I think, one rebound at that point. Um, overall, 20-5. and five. I, I, Are they going to have to start to either focus on DA to get more out of him, or is this just something that we're just going to have to deal with in terms of his production, because it felt like it feels like if he starts out strong and hot, it it it, it kind of sucks in the defense a little bit, or at least brings the attention more to him as opposed to what happened tonight, where he was just he was efficient, but he wasn't he wasn't a a focus of attention, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think there was a big difference in the way that the Thunder played him last night versus the way the Pelicans played him tonight. You know, last night, the Thunder were collapsing a lot, and that's the reason that Devin Booker had so many assists. He had so many kickouts to guys for three. I think eight of his 12 assists were for three-pointers. Um, just because, you know, the rim rolling big, DeAndre Ayton, JaVale McGee, they were sucking the help defense in with them. Tonight, the Pelicans were blitzing out of that pick and roll to try and get the ball out of his hands and, and force someone else to beat them. And it kind of worked, uh, you know, like you were saying, it was kind of a weird game for DA. You know, he really kind of kept them in it in that fourth quarter stretch where he knocked down a couple jumpers and was playing pretty well. But, you know, it's not really a situation that feels sustainable, um, that type of thing, because he's not a guy who creates a ton of his own offense. And, and whether he can in a, on a different team or in a different system, that's a debate for another day. But in this type of game, the Suns just need kind of their secondary offensive creators to be better. Um, I thought Aiton played well offensively. Defensively wasn't his best game. As you mentioned, he only had five rebounds. I think he had like one or, or three at halftime, something like that. It was really low. Um, so just kind of a weird game. You know, Torrey Craig comes in and has like 11 rebounds. It's just one of those strange nights. I think the, the Pelicans did a couple of things to try and pull him away from the basket as well. So that kind of contributed to that problem. I, I don't think it's something where they have to like create offense for him because a lot of the offense is designed to get him looks. Um, but I don't know if it's a situation where you need to like just give him more post-ups or, or give him the ball in the mid-range more. It, it doesn't really run with what the Suns like to do on that end. Gerald, the girthlings want to know uh, what did Monty say about Willie Green tonight? Was there any uh, praise for what he was able to do as former lead assistant? Yeah, I mean, he, he mentioned that uh, he has a lot of respect for Willie Green. Obviously, those two are very close. Um, but he was saying at this point in the season, most teams know pretty much what the other opponent is running at this point. Um, so he didn't really think it was a matter of, you know, Willie Green throwing them different looks. He kind of knew that the, the blitzes were coming, um, especially on a night where they don't have their top three preferred options available in that one slot. Um, so, yeah, it, it was just uh, it was just one of those nights, unfortunately, when you don't have your top three point guard options, when you're on the second night of back to back, when you traveled the night before. And when you're playing a Pelicans team, though, let's be honest, they're a little bit more feisty than they were before the the trade deadline getting cj mccollum that's a guy that can create his own shot brandon ingram can create his own shot uh it was just one of those nights that you know they're, they're 49 and 11 it's all right it's not that big <laughs> uh were you surprised bismarck biombo didn't uh get more minutes with the amount of struggles they had on the board tonight a little bit i i, I felt like that would have been a play maybe earlier in the third or in the fourth with the way that McGee was playing tonight. But I, I don't think that would have changed the game significantly. It, it just felt like the Pelicans were getting a lot of good looks. And like Monty said, they were winning a lot of those 50, 50 balls. There were a couple of plays in the third quarter where, you know, DA just couldn't handle a loose rebound or, um, you know, there was a ball on the floor and it just went the Pelicans way. I don't know how much a guy like Bismarck is going to change most of those types of plays, but, uh, I was surprised he didn't at least try it. He did try and go small there for a little bit of a stretch, uh, but it didn't make too huge of an impact either way. Gerald, thank you so much for joining us. Before we cut you loose, is there anything else that stuck out for, uh, to you? No, the, the only other thing that I asked Monty about was, you know, last game they kind of jump-started the offense with their defense, 
turning all those turnovers into fast break points and transition opportunities. Tonight, it was the reverse story. Um, so I just kind of asked him whether all the foul calls and the free throws kind of bogged down their defense a little bit. So they did give up 41 free throw attempts and 27 fouls. Um, and he said, you know, he thought there were some calls that were a little bit questionable that didn't make sense to him. But he said that happens every game and it's something that they just have to overcome and, and be better than. Thanks, Gerald. We appreciate you. Hold on, uh, Gerald. Uh, the team took an L, but we're going to let you leave on a W. Can we uh, drop that in there, uh, gentlemen? There you go. It's, a, it's the girth as uh, as he man. So everybody enjoy that. Oh, that was Conan of the Barbarian. Excuse me, Conan the bar- Barbarian. Uh, there, there we go. So uh, Metal Mike, uh, there you go. Uh, girth, uh, enjoy enjoy your Saturday. I'm so glad I get to go out on a W. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Well, Gerald kind of brought it up there at the end, the um, discrepancy with the free throws, right? So the Phoenix Suns had 24 free throw attempts tonight to the Pelicans, 41 free throw attempts tonight. Obviously, I know Monty is 99.9% of the time not going to speak about the officiating in any capacity. Um, and it is seem, does seem to be very commonplace that the Suns get less favorable calls than majority of their opponents, which is fine. Do you guys think there was a big issue on the officiating or do you think it just had to do with kind of the effort, the different efforts by each team? I felt like the, there was times where the Suns were in good position and still got the call because of flops, um, which is what ultimately made the Suns frustrated. But on the other side of the ball, I didn't feel like there was too many opportunities where you know, maybe outside of Booker saying that he got grabbed, mm-hmm. um, you know, that I don't know. I, I I'm not going to say that it, the the officiating is what ruined this game. It did. It definitely stunted the flow of the game yeah. for sure. Um, that that was it was hard to watch. That was a long, a uh, little stretch there. But um, I don't feel like it, it. It really determined the out, output of this game because again, the, the Suns they were not playing defense at all, so it didn't really matter. Right. By the way. Thanks to Josh Hunt who did the Photoshop work on those uh, girth images. But uh, thanks, Josh. <laughs> but uh, look, NBA officiating sucks. It sucks for all teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not a Suns problem. There was one call that really bothered me, and it was the one where CJ McCollum dropped his shoulder into Cam Johnson, mm-hmm. and that was an offensive foul. And that was when Devin Booker. Uh, got his technical foul as well. That's the only one that I looked at and went, that was pretty egregious, okay? That mm-hmm. was pretty obvious that he dropped the shoulder and pushed Cam. Other than that, they were all typical just bad NBA calls across the I also the board. love how it's become like a thing now where when we get a really bad call that's like, like really bad, Devin complains and he always gets a tech now. It's like I don't oh, know that sorry. I like that. That's become. Well, I mean, a thing, I, when but... I say I like it, I mean I <laughs> I find it hilarious in like a. Won't be hurt. We're laughing at it, it won't because be hilarious it hurts. if he gets suspended in the playoffs. <laughs> we're laughing at it because it hurts, kind of a situation. You laugh to keep from crying, sort of a situation or something of that sort. But it does seem like that's happened quite a bit. Where we'll get a really bad call, Devin will be like, "Yo, WTF," and they're like, "Oh, sorry, we got that one wrong." But here's a tech for you, Coach JJM. The league is trying to help the Warriors, really. Like how how is how is the league trying to help the Warriors? The Warriors have what twenty losses now. Uh, it's 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 significant. And did did the did the NBA hurt 
three Chris point Paul? guards on this on yeah. this roster? Did they come in and yes. Yes. No. Yes, they did. They just, oh, they did? They just, okay. Nancy so, Kerrigan to everybody. Did you see Aaron Holiday get hurt last night? Or did he just randomly become it's, hurt this morning? They oh, just, my God. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> Jesus. Somebody took a baseball bat to him as he came off the plane from Ex- Oklahoma City. Did you see him get hurt oh last night? God. Just answer the question, I, yes or no. No, I did not. Thank you. Aspo? Yeah, Tim Donahue, I did. son of a bitch. I saw it. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I did not. We'll be all right. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be, be okay. Right. We'll be okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break because I got to tell all the Hoops fans out there about the latest offer from the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. It's too good to pass up. We're talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code PHNX and bet just $1 on any team and get 150 in free bets if they win. It is that simple. DraftKings, it's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. Best of all, you can just deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX, bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win, that's promo code PHNX. Now, just a reminder, that is 21 and older only, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. All right. Because we have to do a pick of the week. Oh, do we? So, any ideas on something you want to bet on definitely not in the uh, pregame notes well uh, b- before we get to that by the way just technicals we were talking about that with devin booker uh he is two away from tying his uh career high and three away from breaking it so we will see devin booker have the most technicals he's ever had in his career i i'm pretty well willing to guarantee how many from breaking it he needs three more the rest of the year uh, he's I get, think he'll do he's it. getting three in 22 games i think i'm, he'll do I'm it. gonna yeah. say you think so gonna, yes yeah he may get three more in the next three games. Especially if they, if they have a few issues and hiccups like tonight where they're just a little frustrated. Totally. And he's and he's having to play point guard more. Yeah. Like I think okay. we're gonna see more than more than a few here. Yeah. Gotta Shane, can you bet on eight uh AHL hockey, minor league hockey? No. My um, app's not opening, so I can't find my... Shane, what you got for us? I, I just got spinning wheel right now. Oh. I know. I just put you guys a- all on the spot. A- ASU money line tomorrow night. Shane said take the ASU Ooh. money line tomorrow night. Three-point underdogs to Utah. Okay. Three-point underdogs or, to Utah. Or you could take, you know, you could take U, U of A minus 10 and a half at, at Colorado. Okay. Uh, I'm going like to say... You like that one? I'm going to say take Utah and that point <laughs> and run the hell away from ASU. <laughs> That's my pick. She's playing really good basketball. What do you um, and Utah right. just got bismacked. I'm, I'm going to say it. I don't trust Bobby Hurley's squad to play consistently. I don't trust Dude, they've been consistent for like the last four weeks. Well, they haven't. I think Shane's – those are fighting words Bro, what? Is he watching? I, I am. I'm just – I wanted, oh I wanted this reaction from Shane. We've oh broken God. Shane. I wanted, oh I wanted that reaction. Poor Shane behind the scenes. I'm a U of A guy, and I'm, I'm still attack. on Shane's side. I was like, no, I've been watching this team. <laughs> okay, been, so what's our official good. pick of the week? Uh, Well, of course, if I'm on the show, it's going to be U of A. Take U of A in the points. Okay. Espo, what's yours? They're Two trouncing seconds. our – DMVR counterparts. I was about to say something else. And I was like, oh, wait, no, they're our teammates. Uh, yeah, they're smashing Colorado tomorrow. Uh, give, okay. Give me the Tucson Roadrunners uh, to, can't even bet to on win that. tomorrow because we'll be down there live doing a special <laughs> show from Tucson. You know, so 
So that's that's it's a shameless plug. Are people. they still playing though? All right. Well, that's our pick of the week uh, from the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And you can download that and use promo code PHNX and bet $1 on any NBA team and get 150 in free bets if they win. I can bet that we're going to go off the rails here soon. I can bet you that. Yep, we absolutely are. That (laughs) one I am in agreement with. I will take that one every single night. Okay, we kind of went through a lot of the things that sort of went wrong for the Suns Mm -hmm. tonight, right? The question that I have for you guys, is this more so a product of back-to-back fatigue? Or a product of being without Chris Paul and our backup point guard? If I had to pick one as more of the reason, although I think it's a combination of these two, I would say it's more a a product of uh, a team adjusting to Chris Paul being out of the lineup. And when I say say that, I mean Willie Green knew Chris Paul's not in the lineup, obviously, and he knew like, okay, let's just throw everything at Devin Booker and see how this team adjusts. Mm -hmm. And that didn't happen in the game before. And there was a lot of adjusting that this team had to do, and they were not ready for it. So I would say it's more CP3 being out of the lineup because of that reason. I think this is what we learned years ago. If you have Devin Booker as your starting point guard, you have no starting point guard. You have no point guard on your roster. And that is not a knock on Devin Booker. That's a you're simply just putting too much on him to be able to win it at a high level. Now, the good thing is this isn't like the past. They have campaign. They have Aaron Holiday. Bulls should be back, hopefully Sunday even, potentially, and this won't be a problem. But tonight, it, that was that was the culprit as to why things happened the way they did. All right. Well, I think we should maybe hand out some flowers, a few flowers. Nah. Aren't you going to give some flowers to somebody, so? Am I? I thought you, you were. Want, you want us to go to take your shot? Let's yeah. Do it. I thought Hell you yeah. were going to give out some flowers. I didn't think those were yeah. flowers. Let's, let's do it. Okay, maybe carnations. All right. Saul's going to give out some flowers where, because. Where are you laying those? <laughs> <laughs> it is time to take your shot, presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID 19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. All right, so it's a nice take your shot. <laughs> Listen to that energy. It's a nice take your shot. It's compliments of my guy, EP2 slash Alfred Payton. And because of him, I don't have to dye my hair blonde. Uh, listen, we, we, we expect a lot out of Alfred Payton, some of us, because we knew Devin Booker was going to be extremely pressed tonight. And, uh, you know, he had two points. And uh, because of that, I don't have to dye my hair. So there's your flowers, Alfred. (laughs) COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Lindsay said I had to stay positive for that one. Yes. And I did my very, very best. You should be proud of me. Because listen. Growth. It is growth. It is. I'm very (laughs) proud of you. It is growth. It's unnecessary growth, but it's growth nonetheless. Because while I am disappointed that you don't have to dye your hair, I am also sad that Alfred Payton didn't necessarily step up to the plate tonight. I I do think that, let's be honest, we expect a lot from guys like Alfred Payton. And we shouldn't necessarily be expecting that much. Look at... Look, he's we don't our third expect a fourth. lot from Alfred Payton. He's our third to fourth point guard. But I mean, like, in terms of how much grief we give him. I said that in the him. middle of my shit. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, Saul? What? 
What? I said, said we expect a lot out of Aquafina. And then I was like, what the fuck? No, we don't. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't want to ruin the get you take a shot, so I just let it ride. He should, we should call him. He should. We should call him EP number two. All right, no, because that's what he's been that's doing out there. That's too mean. But I'm what saying, I'm saying. Why is, do I have to be nice? Because I, that's what I'm saying. As far as like, we expect so much from guys at the end of the bench, and we rip them so hard when they don't perform. But it's like. They're at the end of the bench for the for a reason. We shouldn't necessarily have these expectations for that. If you make seven figures, I should expect base level play out of you, all right? Like, uh, yeah, like yeah. I'm not, I mean, I I'm not asking him to come in and be CP3. I'm asking him to come in, don't turn over the ball, maybe get an assist, or, you know, be, just don't be, do anything that be, hurts the be team. Be serviceable, I guess, is what he's, yes. he's saying. Be serviceable and... It's listen, Alfred Payton wasn't he wasn't the worst player on the court tonight. <laughs> I, I will say that. I, I love this all trying to be I am trying, trying to be my dying. fucking ass off right now. <laughs> there was somebody else that I felt like was worse, but I'm not gonna we're not gonna go down that road. I'm going to try and stay positive. I was positive to start this podcast. I will have you know. All right. I, I don't gonna, think I'm not being, even gonna go down. Look, I don't think I'm being negative. I'm just trying to be truthful here. We expect Alfred Payton to have a baseline of serviceable. He was not that tonight. And that's just the reality of it. And, be- and, and if you have to have him as your backup or your starter, that's problematic. Yeah, and it, it is problematic. And the reason why is because you saw, like you brought up the whole issue of, of Devin Booker possibly being p- fatigued. Yeah. You have no other options besides a possible, well, actually, we saw two options tonight. We saw Alfred Payton, and then for a short little s- s- splint, we saw Point Shamit, and that was something to behold, folks. Um, and, and people are writing in the comments right now, like, listen, uh, Alfred Payton does not get paid $10 million a year. I don't even think he gets paid five. I'm not no, sure. he's talking about Shamit. No, 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 I know. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Alfred Payton versus Shamit, who is getting, you know, he's going to be making $42 million yeah. a year. Who should we be putting more pressure on? Oh. Who's the one you know, dollar-wise, that we should be looking for more from, and that is absolutely Landry Shamit. So um, he's the one that I feel like needed to step up way more than Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton, unfortunately, just plays a, a key position right now that is of desperate need to this team. And on a night like tonight, it gets exposed, and he's kind of like the sore thumb, unfortunately. I just always feel really bad. I know. Like, You're lucky we didn't. We're, we're not the Coyotes right now. Because I don't the think you can handle won it. tonight, didn't they? They did. Yes. They did. Which, like, which is talking about yeah, it's what is the Freaky right Friday now. where you switch bodies, yeah. body snatcher or something like that? Yeah. Lindsay, why do you feel bad? Like I, because look, I don't, I do not speak speak ill of Alfred Payton, the human. I do not know. I, he's likely a very lovely human who does great things for you know. But in terms of, I'm paid to watch his game. And give an honest opinion about it. He's paid to go out there and play halfway decent basketball. If he doesn't do that, I am doing my job by telling people that when he's not. I don't understand why we feel bad in this case. 
Because I, mean, yeah. I can't separate the player from the person. It's not, I just can't. And let's move on. It's fine. Let's Call just move 99 on. Super Chat. Elon here. <laughs> I was highly disappointed today. <laughs> As were we all, yes. Elon. Yes. As were we all. <laughs> all right. We're going to go ahead and name our draft king, king of the game. And tonight it is the fans because <laughs> hey. it was a not so fun game. And you guys still showed up. You joined us here. On the show, there were fans in the arena. Why that did were we pick the down. one fan wearing a hat to put the crown <laughs> on? That's double headgear. It makes shit no I've sense. What? Oh my gosh! That was the, <laughs> it was that not was, Shane. Yes, it was. Uh, I'm. You don't it even was, get a name. It was the intern. It was right? intern B, is what he'll be referred to. <laughs> yeah, let's as. go back though. We got to read the stats. The stats were yeah. funny. One game, zero fun had. 14 Peyton minutes watched. <laughs> Congratulations. Enjoy your flowers and your weirdly placed crown. <laughs> All right. I'm over this one. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about from no, tonight's game? Let's get to the other stuff. <laughs> the other stuff's where it gets interesting. All right. Yeah, we actually we went into our Discord and we asked, uh, so what the hell should we talk about at the end of the show today? <laughs> what what random topic or game should we do this post game? And, and I got I gotta tell you. They came through. came through. You guys came through. So, so uh, wait. I think Shane's got a graphic. I, 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 do you have a graphic, Shane? Is that what's going on? Yeah, he's trying oh. to find said graphic. Here it comes. Blamo. <laughs> Let's talk about Jurassic World. Is that Shane in the far, far back? That is Shane. I love that. All right. What's Why do thing? I get main billing? I that I do not. Who, uh, wait, wait, that. Who am I supposed to be? Right now, Where Jessica, Ch you're Jessica Chastain. I'm the owner of the. Why am I? Jessica Chastain is Gerald Butler's <laughs> hair because I was trying to make it so like you could see the hair, and it was going. It was originally Chastain. Was you're not on mic, you know that, right? Originally, this is <laughs> originally I was supposed to be. Oh, so we could have kept that going. All right, great. Okay, let's do it. So what's what the question? Uh, so the first question is, what <laughs> is your favorite so dinosaur and why? What is your favorite dinosaur and why? Okay, you go, you go first, Saul. Oh, mine's absolutely, without a doubt, a brontosaurus. Okay. I love a brontosaurus. I've been fascinated with a brontosaurus since I was a little kid. I even made a little brontosaurus for one of my... Uh, projects in school science projects they're school. really cute yeah, i feel like just, they would make like if we had to big sweet animal yeah like, if we had to rank like dinosaurs as pets i feel like that would be a top notch pet top dinosaur. five for sure yeah so i'm a, I'm a brontosaurus guy uh inflatable t-rex <laughs> actually they're all inflatable raptors they were trying to be inflatable raptors but they're inflatable t-rexes that everybody had making fun of devin booker but i like a t-rex right okay this thing's supposed to be the meanest dinosaur there is and the uh whatever you believe in uh whatever creator you believe in decided oh my god where are we going with this decided to, decided to give this giant <laughs> massive like thing that's supposed to be the meanest dinosaur the tiniest arms in the world right like i i always think that's hilarious with a t-rex this big giant thing and okay, it's got okay, the okay. t-rex arms you know like you guys are gonna ridiculous. think i'm crazy there's a conspiracy theory out there that chickens are like the evolution of t-rex that back in the day it was like a big bird i mean they basically found no, that most dinosaurs what, are yeah, bird -like to animals. stop the q-tip before it goes too far in the ear no i okay? think it is the funniest conspiracy no, dinosaurs, theory I've dinosaurs ever have feathers that yes. is a fact 
Yeah, yes. and you can't tell me that chickens, when you when you don't when you see them without feathers, don't low key look like a T Rex. And they run like you'd imagine. Like exactly. they always show T Rexes running. Like how that's even funny to me that if the T Rex was like this giant monster back in the day, that evolution had such a sense of humor that it was like, now what you're a freaking chicken. chicken. It would be so great. It's one of my favorite conspiracy theories ever. I love it. It's so funny. All right, What's I had yours? to look up how to say mine because I didn't know what it was called. So let me figure out how to say this again. Philosophorus. Dilophosaurus. Dilophosaurus. So this is the dinosaur in um, Jurassic Park, the one that's like super cute and then spits like <laughs> black a, gunk at real, you. It's a real dinosaur. It's well, not I, just a dinosaur. How would I know what dinosaurs are real? Somebody in the chat just said yours was fake. It, Brian just said, fun fact, a brontosaurus never existed. It was actually just an older dino with a smaller frame. So there you go. <laughs> no. How do we know you this destroyed thing? Saul's no. childhood. There's fossils well, he's out there. to destroy my comment. No. So that's what you get. That guy's a fool. <laughs> anyway. Can, can we cue the Lindsay killing Saul? Yes, do it. <laughs> do, do we it. have that? Do we have well, that one. Um, I love that we're throwing so many curveballs. We're throwing it all at the intern. The intern is struggling <laughs> well, over there. Shane, and then Shane's having Shane's to come Shane's too high. busy staring at his phone to try to help well, him out. Listen, <laughs> while they're trying to figure that out, let me finish explaining something. Please Saul do. so rudely interrupted me. <laughs> I like them because they look cute. And in the movie, they were like, oh, look at these cute little tiny dinosaurs. And then they just completely wrecked you. Yeah. And they killed Newman from Seinfeld, which yeah. I, I, I was happy about. He that. didn't say, oh, that. he said like cute little dinosaur or whatever. And then he was like, then he was trying to shoo it away. And then it like lost its mind and <laughs> spit that acid it's on like, him. like, I will kill you. It is the Lindsay Smith of dinosaurs. <laughs> it's very friendly and will murder you at any moment. That's so. true. All right. What's the next question? Okay. So the next one is, uh, if Landry Shamit wasn't a professional basketball player, what would he be? Go ahead, Linz. I think he would crush slam poetry. Based on Why? his based on his Instagram stories, you can tell that he he reads a lot. He's into that like kind of artsy poetry type stuff. I think he would kill it. He'd be good at masonry because he lays a lot of bricks out there on the court. Oh, oh, there you um, go. he would be one of Sean DePaz's kind of half-ass artists out there. He would just be okay. Like he would be an artist, he and would then create Sean art, would just art like that people were on like, his art. you know, yeah, he, like. The oh, stuff okay. that, you know, when you're you know taking a whiz at the urinal, you're like, 750 <laughs> bucks? Yeah, I'll take this where off the wall. You, where do you go please, pee? Please, please yeah. hold this and put this in my house. I've never walked Absolutely. in a bathroom and got, seen, oh, a $700 piece of art while I oh, urinate. I have. Please, please let me I take have. that home with me. I have. Me. I okay. actually have. Yeah. Lord have mercy. You pee in much fancier places than I do, so. Well, you yeah. know. Do you want I'm, more? I'm like that. more? How many more I'm you got? I don't let's know. Go. Why are we stopping? Let's go. Uh, let's see what else I got here from oh. from the group. Where are more? Uh, oh come on, come on, come on, come on, come on! <laughs> there was another one here. And there I don't, was. I, I thought you I, read a whole yeah, bunch there was more. Like there was. Of them, uh, if Landry Shamit was a dinosaur, what kind of dinosaur? He would be would a T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> he would be a T-Rex. You <laughs> 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 broke Lindsay. <laughs> Yay. I hate you guys sometimes. <laughs> Why? Oh We're just having fun. <laughs> 
All right. There, there was done? one other, and I can't yeah. find it. I think we're... Oh, oh, oh here it is. What sci-fi movie or book would you like the future to be like? Ooh. Ooh. I don't think I watch What's... sci-fi movies. Give me some yeah. examples. Look, we're already living in Back to the Future when they go back after Biff steals the... Uh, uh, steals the almanac. We're in that timeline right now. I've never so, seen Back to the Future at all. Oh my god, you're dead to me, Saul. So oh, fine with me. You're dead to me. <laughs> that is really surprising. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah. Look, I'm kind of surprised. There. Espo, I'm do you have an answer for that one? <laughs> that a sci-fi I want it to, movie that you want the world I, to be that like. I that I want to be. Like. That's the thing. Oh, what's that one movie where? What's Does that, that count? What's that one movie where the girl uh, like jumps in? To the, like that little capsule, and it's like cancer has been cured, and then she gets out. It has I think Matt Damon's in it. And it's like a world that's up in the sky. Oh, uh, 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 Elysium, uh, uh, Elysium or something. Elysium. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, but weren't there a bunch of people that couldn't get up there? And Matt Damon was one of them, and then he goes up there to basically destroy all the rich people. Isn't that the plot yeah. of that movie? Yeah, well, now that I know Matt Damon's <laughs> trying to destroy all the rich people, if I happen to be up there, I'm looking for him. <laughs> looking for him, like, in what way? Like, to make sure that he doesn't destroy the world that I have built. Oh, so you are the bad guy in this movie. I'm the bad guy in every movie. Go back to every single show and every single graphic. Every fucking graphic has me as the bad guy in every single. I know. I know. Every single one. It's like subconsciously everybody's like, oh, Saul's fucking evil. So let's make him the bad guy. So I might as well be the bad guy in real life in the future. Yeah. If you're down low, Lindsay, you're getting cut. That's the only reason you picked that movie. (laughs) It's because they put your head on the villain's body in the movie. I'm I'm always the bad guy. First of all, (laughs) I haven't even seen the movie to know that there was the bad guy up there. I assumed he was probably the bad guy. How come it wasn't a bad woman? It could have been a bad woman. Look, is there there ever any sci-fi movie that is a good thing? I I can't think of any sci-fi movie that went, yes, the future looks so much better. No. No. I said, uh, I said Sharknado. Sharknado. That's no, not that's sci-fi or awful. better. <laughs> I don't think that's I really know what counts. No, as that's sci-fi, that's not a that's not a good question. I, I, I will code JJM said favorite friends character. Oh, Ooh. Ooh, what? Chandler Phoebe. Phoebe. You know, I got high out of my mind one time, and I watched Friends, <laughs> and I thought scary. Phoebe was the most ridiculous character. She I is. like started she wigging totally out because is. I thought. I absolutely thought that she had no so place good. on the show and she was probably a murderer who was just waiting for her time to kill all those people. <laughs> She's going to kill them all. 25. Not good. Uh, what are yours? Uh, I'm probably a, um, a Ross guy. I'm probably no. a Ross guy. You picked the... I actually feel bad for Ross because at the beginning of that series, he's he's a guy that you feel sorry for. He's and, kind of a jerk. But he's not in the beginning. Go rewatch the first few seasons. I'll be honest. I haven't watched he, all he's of He's a them. very That's sympathetic sure. character. And they turn him into a total asshole by the end of the season. Yeah. He also does have tendencies, too, where he's, like, possessive and kind of psycho. And, yeah. But yeah. Chandler Bing's the answer. No, it's Phoebe. It's, well, I love Phoebe. But Phoebe's the best. I, like, Chandler Bing is my spirit animal. Yeah, like that, if Joey wasn't so stupid, I would have said Joey, but he's kind of dumb. He was the lovable, dumb friend of the group. Yeah, but he was dumb. He was, but he also was always down. Oh, this is true. <laughs> he was always down. You need a good friend who's down for everything. 
And typically in order to be down for everything, you got to have a few screws loose because then you'll be questioning, wait, why are we doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm questioning, why are we doing this right now? Yeah. (laughs) Does Code JJM, I I think it's saying Janice is his favorite. (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, if you like Chandler, then that must mean you have a Janice. Hi. No, I have a Monica. Oh, that's right. She's yeah, my lobster. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, Metal Mike saying, embarrassing, embarrassing moment from high school. Anybody watch that one? What? Embarrassing moment An embar- from high school? Embarrassing moment from high school. No, I never had one. I got kicked out of a dance for making out with a girl. <laughs> I was at a Catholic school and got thrown out. Uh, and my dad happened to work with the principal, so that wasn't very good. So. Not that I want to share too many of these. All uh, uh, it's it's not really that embarrassing. All I'm going to say is I did get suspended one time in high school. <laughs> of course, you for did. murder. <laughs> what do I you mean? Of course, you did. you did. I just do. You, you have like a like a streak in you that I just know. I'm like, oh yeah, you probably did some fucked up shit. <laughs> it wasn't even that bad. <laughs> it really wasn't even that bad. I'll tell another. I also broke curfew <laughs> and drove home. And then jam the car. I was in the third car garage. It had it was the tiny one with the pillar and the side of the house as the as the two entrance points. And I jammed the car against it and couldn't pu- couldn't drive it out. I had to go get my parents. It was like car stuck here and I broke curfew. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> so that was a fun one as well. You don't have any embarrassing or bad stories to share from high school? No, I, I feel like you're lying. I, no, I, I was really low key in high school. I just played ball and I and I hung out with my friends at home and I had two kind of low key friends that were like they just weren't like the life of the party. They didn't really want to go yeah, out. Yeah, mine weren't really like either. I so, you know, it was pretty low key for yeah. me. I didn't really do too much. Uh, Brian wants no favorite Simpsons episode. I don't. Uh, okay. Monorail uh, is one of the greatest all-time Simpsons episodes, which was written by Conan O'Brien. I highly recommend it. And then the ba- the softball episode where Mr. Burns stacks the corporate softball team with all the MLB players. And you had Ken Griffey Jr. and Ozzie Smith and Wade Boggs and all that. One of the best uh, episodes of television uh, from a comedy standpoint ever. So. Mm. All right, should we do one more and then sure. call it a day? Let's do one more. Uh, Manuel said, funniest sports moment you've experienced. Funniest, funniest sports movie? Oh. Mm-hmm. Mine was when I accidentally hit Kelly Oubre Jr. with a microphone. Yeah. That, I, I was mortified for the first, like, 45 seconds after it happened. And then I was like, that's definitely going to make it on Twitter. <laughs> you yeah. messaged me right away. Like the broadcast yeah. did not let it die. And then it just turned the whole thing. And it was earlier. It was that, hilarious. Earlier that night, too. What's so funny about that earlier that night, um, Tana Hughes, who we all know and love, mm-hmm. um, was standing underneath the basket and got smoked in the head by a basketball. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And Poor I saw thing. that happen. And it was on TV because they were showing yeah. warm ups. So it, that was a, a lot of people getting hit in the head. <laughs> that was a rough night yeah, for yeah. us. It was, that was a rough night. It, it was pretty rough. Uh, Do you guys have any? Go ahead. Uh, it's funny in hindsight when it happened, it was terrifying. Okay. But uh, my first year with the Suns, I was the kind of quasi producer for the social media sideline reporter. So they do hits in the game. Uh, and then at halftime, they'd interview an assistant coach. And it was in arena that they'd interview the assistant coach. Well, Vince Murata was filling in for Katie Christensen, who was, who was the sideline reporter. And Vince and I came up with a few questions and 
Uh, they're playing the Lakers that night. He goes down, and I think it's Igor. It wasn't Igor Kokoshkov. I don't remember. One of the assistants he's interviewing on uh, on Alvin Gentry's staff, and he goes, hey, so what was the key to shutting down Kobe Bryant in the first half? Well, little did Vince know, Kobe was still in the tunnel. Oh, Kobe heard I think Vince I remember this story. And, and went into total FU mode in the second half. Suns are up double digit. I think they were up like 15, 16, going into into halftime. And Kobe comes out and starts just draining shots. Goes to Alvin Gentry and goes, whatever the whatever the fuck that guy thinks he is, you know, that reporter, you can't shut me down. And tortures them, right? Luckily, the Suns win, but Alvin is livid after the game, right? I'm 26, right? I'm new in this injury. I go, it's over. I'm getting fired. I had to go down and apologize to Alvin the next day. Did you really? Oh yeah, it was. It was ugly. Is that and funny it's, though? It's funny in it's in, funny in, in hindsight, retro. In hindsight, it's hilarious. In hindsight, it's hilarious to me now because that's how Kobe Bryant was wired. That freaking Vince Murata and I could somehow set him off where he would torch the Phoenix Suns in the second half. It's funny to me now. On oh. the moment. Mine was we were just doing a shell drill, and if you don't know what a shell drill is in high school, it's you have five guys around the perimeter, and then you're, the, the, the defense is playing like a 2-3 zone. And it's just it's a drill that where you just swing the ball around the corner or around the, the wing so that way people can understand what position they're supposed to shift into in the zone. And, uh, and so I was at the top of the key, and I threw it to the wing, and, this, and one of the, the forwards who had just barely – started dunking that year. Um, it was an intense practice, and for whatever reason, he felt like this was the moment, and he just bolted right through, stole the ball, and yelled, showtime! And we watched him go all the way down to the other end of the court, and he went up, and he dunked, and when he dunked, he like kind of held onto the rim a little too long, and he just flat, boom, onto the ground, Ooh. and every guy in the gym just lost it. We were all crying, laughing. Our coach was... He finally cracked, and he ended practice after that. He's like, all right, that's enough, and that was it. So. My best friend did that, broke his arm. Ooh, uh, it was an outdoor sense. court. Went back the next year, did the same thing, broke his arm again. Jesus. <laughs> Lord. Not, again, not funny in the moment, hilarious in retrospect. Yeah, I also hit a kid in the balls <laughs> with Shocker. a basketball, and it was on America's Funniest Home Video. You were, <laughs> wait, you were on America's Funniest like, Home Video? You need to get that clip like and bring it in here. Do you yeah. have that clip I somewhere? Oh, I, well, I, I do have it? the clip, but it's 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 on my VHS tape. You like, get me okay. that VHS tape, and I'll get it. Go to Goodwill, home. find a VHS player. I have a VHS player in my garage. There you go. <laughs> I want to see 11 year old Saul Bookman <laughs> drilling some dude in the nuts. Yeah, it was a loose ball. <laughs> it was a loose ball, and I was on my little court. And the ball bounced out of bounds, and I ran, and I grabbed, and I turned, and I threw, and it was a mini basketball. So it's just like perfect, just whack. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another uh, podcast episode. We appreciate your support and all your fun comments and questions. Um, We'll be back at it on Sunday. What time is Sunday's game? 1.30, right? Nationally televised on ABC. Yeah. So 1.30 on Sunday is the tip-off, which means we will be here at 1 p.m. on our YouTube channel. So come hang out with us as we get you ready for Suns versus Jazz. 
And um, until then, please, if you have not checked out gophnx.com recently, now is a great time to do it. Go catch up on all of the sweet, sweet content that Gerald writes and continuously puts out over there. If you're not a member, you can become a member today and you can get your first month for 50 cents or you can get a free uh, shirt from our PHNX locker room. So check it out. Just peek around. Look at all the cool merch. Just creep become around a there. Member. It's fine. You know, just check it out. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Just remember, someday your pain will be somebody's punchline. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.